Hey listeners, before we dive into this week's episode, I want to introduce you to a brand that's all about good health and great taste. It's time to level up your beverage game with HealthAid Kombucha. HealthAid isn't just any drink. It's a wellness powerhouse packed with probiotics, antioxidants, and organic goodness. With a wide range of mouth-watering flavors, you're in for a treat with every sip. From classic flavors like cayenne cleanse and ginger lemon to the bold and adventurous pink lady apple and berry lemonade, there's something for everyone. But here's the real magic. Health Aid Kombucha is more than just a tasty beverage. It's a drink that loves your gut. It's raw, vegan, gluten-free, and never contains artificial anything. So if you're looking to boost your digestive health, support your immune system, and enjoy delicious, guilt-free refreshment, Health Aid Kombucha is your go-to choice. Ready to make your change for the better? Head over to healthaid.com and use promo code TMB for an exclusive discount on your first order. That's healthaid.com with promo code TMB. Cheers to a healthier you, and thanks to Health Aid Kombucha. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're going to hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener. Like chapters of a great book, each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. All right, this week, I am here at Baines & Baker. I'm here at their clubhouse. I'm here with Ravi, I'm here with Orville, and let me tell you a little bit about Baines & Baker. Baines & Baker, is a premier suit design forum, a forum, a suit supply company, a custom lifestyle enhancer. Is that a, you like that little intro right there? I like that. I like that lifestyle enhancer. Because having a custom suit, that is something that a lot of people think uh, is super expensive. I know a lot of people think that custom suits, oh, he wears custom suits, I can't afford that. And they don't understand that um, there's really a range of where you could be. So to piggyback on that, tell me about what you guys are up to now. So, I mean, we're a completely bespoke suit company. What that means is we take somebody's measurements using technology. Uh, So we've got our own app. We'll take a full scan of somebody's body and create a suit based on that. So there's made to measure and bespoke. This not, is so much more advanced than how I just explained it. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know the difference. Like bespoke generally is old school, old tailor, like old world. You never got into that room if you didn't have five to $6,000 to spend on a starting, like a beginner suit, just because of the time that goes into it. So with technology, we've kind of been able to access that at a reduced price, but offer sort of the same service. So what we're really trying to fit in is like offer lifestyle enhancement uh, in custom suits, but to do it in a way where everybody can afford it and afford to look like they're wearing a six, seven thousand dollar suit. Amazing. And what's uh, what's the lowest cost of entry? Yeah, we think we start somewhere around uh, seven ninety nine. Okay, for yeah. a full suit. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And with you guys, if you get a suit, do you give a discount on a custom shirt or anything like that, or throw in a shirt? How much are your shirts? 
So shirts generally also completely bespoke. They start at one ninety nine, um, and they go up to about two ninety nine. We we'll do packages for people when they come in. So I mean, yeah. the goal is to like a shirt is almost like an afterthought for everybody in the suit, but a shirt can make or break the look. Absolutely, you can have the best sure. fitting suit, but if you're like if the neck's off or the collar's wrong. It'll literally throw out the whole look. So we like to put people in the, the, the complete package, which is the suit, the shirt, uh, and eventually like the full tie and accessory. Component. I love it. And my, the first custom suit I ever had was for a buddy of mine, uh, Matt Ampolsky, for his wedding. Uh, all the groomsmen, we all got custom tuxedos, not just custom tuxes. We got custom shirts, cufflinks, the whole shebang. And having that custom button down, that custom tuxedo shirt with the custom tux was... A plus plus. It just elevates the look, right? Beyond. Yeah. Beyond, beyond. And not yeah. just elevates the look, it it it's a custom fit. So it's literally hugging your body perfectly. Every every roll, every non-roll, every every time you slouch, it like sits perfectly because it was made for you. And I love that. And yeah. I mean, from a wedding, it, it brings everybody together. Like generally the bride and the bridesmaid, I always like have all this stuff planned like hey we're gonna go dress shopping we're gonna have champagne while we do all these things it's like what we want to do is bring the, the groom side together so it's like the groomsmen and the groom everybody uh, we've got sort of the, the speakeasy in the back so it's like you come in you have cocktails you hang out you get measured you have that component and then the night the day of the wedding everybody just solidifies sort of the whole look if everybody's you know tell me about uh tell me about the partnership with jay bespoke so for those who can't see, because, well, one, you might be listening to it on Spotify or Apple, or you're just looking at what's in frame. Right now, we are in their clubhouse, which is attached to Jay Bespoke, which is a cocktail lounge, a speakeasy cocktail lounge in Flatiron, New York City. How did that partnership come to be, and how do you feel that that's a perfect fit? Uh, so it, it kind of all happened really quickly. I mean, we were looking at a spot. Uh, sort of midtown, midtown yeah, yeah. east, like 59th Street. And what we were going to do is we were going to have the sim same concept, suits around the front, and it wasn't necessarily going to be a bar. We were talking to, like, omakase companies and maybe a sushi experience. The goal was coming out of COVID, we had retail stores before this. But coming out of COVID, how do you get people into the store again when everybody's just so used to add to cart, open a package, send the package back? Um, and one of the things that we really wanted to nail down was an experience. So you come in, yes, the suit is the fundamental piece, but where you go where you can actually hang out, enjoy, have a cocktail. So it came about where we actually met Jay Bespoke, the two brothers, um, Jesse and Eric, who run the bar. We were talking to them about being operators on our space on 59th Street. Right. And it's like, okay, we had this vision. We got along and I was like, you know, these are the perfect guys that have the experience to kind of do what we don't know, which is food and beverage and running a bar. Um, and while we were negotiating that, this opportunity came about. So Jesse called me and he was like, I know we want to do it there, which is a great idea. He's like, Robbie, are you sitting down? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> we got it with the coffee shop that was in the front is no longer going to be there. And I was like, perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here when you're your current clubhouse, where did it all begin? Where did you guys know that you wanted to be in the suit game? Wow, loaded well, question. Loaded question. Yeah. That well, that kind of happened years and years ago. You know, just based on you know a little backstory. Ravi and I both come from the real estate space, and uh, we've done some transactions together. You know, in that space, 
he was actually a, a developer and I was selling real estate as well as doing um, land acquisition. And so uh, that's basically how we met. So this is about 10 ago. years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was 2015. Yeah. Yeah, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, um, he was like, you know, we were both always dressed pretty sharp when we uh, got together. And he, was, he gave me a call. And he's like, you know what? I think uh, I think we're going to go go into the suit game. Uh, what do you think of, you know, coming on board? And I was like, sounds makes sense to me. And yeah, we jumped in together. Well, how was that? Because in, in real estate, the checks are a lot larger. Right. So changing industries to something where, you know, it's I'm not going to say it's it's a different grind. It's not more of a grind or less of a grind. Right. It's a different grind. And it's more transactional. Mm -hmm. You're talking to more people than you are in real estate. Mm -hmm. But you're really touching them and you're changing people in a different way. Right. How important is that to you guys? It's super important. Yeah. One of the things that we looked at in moving into this space is, is the long-term vision, right? So, which I think is super important, obviously, when you're getting into, you know, the business that we're in, right? Yeah. And Ravi can probably elaborate a little bit more on that too, right? So, so I guess, tell me, when did you, when did you really know that suits, not just suits, that bespoke suits was an industry that you were supposed to be in? I mean, the way we got in, like the way the company started. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so my background. I, I, we want to hear, we, not me, we want to hear the origin story. <laughs> Don't hold back. No, I'll tell you exactly how it is. Uh, so I, like, I, I've been in real estate my whole life. When I was 15 or 16 years old, I always knew I wanted to be a developer. Like, that was my game plan. I did everything to get there. So coming out of college, I went to school for real estate. I came out of college. I started, I was working with developers, helping them find investors, started building single family homes, started doing multifamily. And then literally land acquisitions, permitting all of them, full scale development, big projects. And I had a project that I had put together where I was buying four pieces of land. We were going to build 36 units in Vancouver. And one of the investors that I had pegged to kind of join the development was an investor based out of China, but lived in Vancouver. So I reached out to him. We had done deals before and I was like, look, I got this deal coming up. I need you to, to lock in with me. And he's like, tell you the truth. He's like, I'm not coming to Vancouver. I'm not scheduled to be there for the next six months to a year. If you really want me to look at the deal, why don't you fly here? And, and I was at a point where I was like, look, I've never been to Shanghai or China. Like I've never just <laughs> totally walked into something. I didn't know what I was getting into, to be honest. You're how old at this point? 27? No, I was like, yeah, maybe 26. Okay. And so my fashion experience before that, which is kind of weird, as I was raising money, I was always bringing in custom suit companies to like investor meetings that I had. I didn't take anything from them. It was just something that I was always in. And my business partner was buying custom suits. He was a little bit older. He was buying two, three, four thousand dollar custom suits. I'm shopping at Zara. I'm buying my suit for two hundred and fifty dollars with the, the jacket and the. But I'm looking good because it's like a style thing at that point. It's like if you if it fits well and it dresses well, like Zara just won't last that long. But the, the style is still on point. Mm -hmm. So we go to China. I took all my Zara suits at the time. And I remember landing at the Hilton in Shanghai. And I like I remember it so clearly where the first day it's like nine o'clock and hey, I'm in Shanghai. I'm here to meet you. Let's go get this real estate deal done. And the response was like, no, we don't meet during the day. I'll meet you for dinner and drinks and we'll talk about it later. So you I learned really quickly the way you do business in Asia is you go to dinner, you have drinks, you party, 
and you talk about the deal at three in the morning. <laughs> and so two or three days of this in the daytime, you know, we're doing like sightseeing and then at nighttime it's you're buckling up to, you know what you're getting into. So like the fourth day or third or fourth day, I can't remember, I go down to the lobby and I was like, like I'm losing my mind, man. I'm, I don't know what to do during the day. Like there's nothing for me to do. The time zone doesn't make sense in Vancouver. So there's nobody I could really work with. And he's like, a lot of local people just go and get suits made. There's a tailor there and um, they're pros on getting it to you quick before you go back. So I fell in love with the process. Like I said, I was priced out back home. I, I didn't have two, three grand for a suit. So I'm there and I'm literally lapel, fabric, lining, get one. The next day I get four. The next day, like I was there for, I think, nine or 10 days. I came back with 50. How much did you spend? On 50 suits uh, back then I probably spent like I would say collectively probably anywhere between five to ten grand maybe that's it could be more I don't know the exact number but like definitely that's so crazy I was yeah. like I don't know when I'm coming that's back still a lot of suits how did you get 50 suits back home I remember being at like the airport and just taping boxes and they're like you can't take that I was like there's no shot I'm not taking these I was like I'll yeah. ship them or whatever but I brought them back and then I was just wearing those suits that I created uh, and the way I was dressing was obviously attracting compliments and people talking about the suits where it got to a point where it's like, hey, you should start a suit company. When you bought these suits, these 50 suits in China, yeah. were you putting any branding inside, your initials? How does that work? So they, like shirts had initials on the, on the cuffs. That's something that we did. But at that, there was no brand. That was just... That was just me getting suits for myself. Right, but they was, don't have branding. No, they, they don't have branding. No. And and they didn't put anything in the suit for you, like your initials. No, we just had like funky line, R RP. RP. So no RP in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you come back. Now you're wearing a suit every day. I was you, always wearing a suit every day, but now I'm wearing like custom, custom, a custom wide custom peak lapels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing suits with different lapel stitch and like the lining, like crazy stuff I'm doing. So I went like to the candy store and bought all the candy basically and enough of that where you're like if you're if you're wearing a suit a i tell guys all the time especially coming out of COVID, i hate the fact that everybody got comfortable because as a guy if you wear a suit and you walk down the street whether you wear get it from us or anywhere i could care less even if you wore a czar suit if you're put together and you just watch the reactions of people watching a guy in a suit walk down the street take their coffee from the barista just do everyday things everybody looks at you twice you talk different you walk different it's like the cape for a man is a, is a well-fitted suit. I feel your energy right now just like talking about that because it's true. Yeah. It's like, true. Anytime I wear a suit, I feel it. Yeah. I have, I don't know, I probably have almost a dozen suits. And meanwhile, I'm more of like, uh, I'm, I'm a hoodie guy more frequently. But I should wear suits more because you feel it. It's more powerful. Mm -hmm. And maybe I could incorporate, um, you know, a light hoodie with the suit into my repertoire but having the suit on every day it turns eyes especially when you have a nice suit more so when you have a nice suit and yeah like i said it's not just like as a man it's not just women it's other men like everybody's like who's this yeah. guy wearing a suit what are you like but it's because it's, it changes your posture it's like you literally it literally does something to you as soon as you put on exudes confidence yeah exudes confidence for sure so he comes back from china with 50 suits and now he is exuding confidence because now he doesn't have these Zara suits. He's got these custom suits. Where were you when all this was going on? <laughs> Toronto. Toronto, yeah. So Orville yeah. and I started working together probably 2012. Like we were talking on the phone probably 
every couple of days when he was in Vancouver. And then even when he moved to Toronto, we stayed in touch. Yeah. Are you Canadian? Yeah. Got a whereabouts? Whereabouts? Vancouver. Gotcha. West yeah. Coast guy. And you're originally from Vancouver. 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 Oh, yeah. Two That's how we guys. connected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like, I think it was 2017, the suit companies getting busier and I knew Orville was in Toronto and I knew that I just knew the way we worked together based on like the real estate deals we did. And it was like two hustlers. I, I, I never questioned the hustle component because like I said, I knew how we worked together. And I was like, Orville, we got this thing. It's nothing to do with real estate, but being in the real estate world too, I will say if you walk into an event or tell anybody you're in real estate development, New York's probably different, but it makes like, nobody cares. It's like, oh, you must be in, it's just nothing that will nope. lead on to hours of conversation unless you did something really cool. Maybe New York real estate's different, but as soon as I started telling people, hey, I do I have a custom suit company. We work with athletes, we're in fashion. You're just, you get everybody's ears. So I was telling them, I'm like, it's actually a great networking tool too. Yeah. Where you're in the room. 100%. Yeah. yeah. How'd you guys land uh, Nate Burleson? <laughs> That's a story that I thought we would have a different version of, but I heard Nate say it on an interview just like it was. So uh, Nate lived in Seattle. I was in Vancouver. Nate. Like, so if you live in Seattle, you travel to Vancouver to party. And Is there more than one story? It's that That's the story. And then, so if you live in Vancouver, you party in Seattle. Seattle, you party in Vancouver. It's yeah. just a two-hour drive. Yeah. So the Drake concert happened. And I remember going there. Uh, so we go to the concert. We go to the after party. I'm, like, definitely not sober. And Nate's definitely not sober. I run into him at the club at the after party. And I was like, hey, you know what? We make custom suits. We should get you in a custom suit. Uh, he said something along the lines like, I'm going to be in New York. I'm starting a new show, Good Morning Football. If you're ever in New York, maybe I'll think about it. GMFP. And, <laughs> and at the time, I'm dating my now wife, who I was already doing long distance with. So I was like, look, I'm actually going to be in New York. Um, when I'm there, I'll hit you up. And then we just connected. We made a few looks. And uh, he set himself apart, like just the way he dressed and obviously the way he came. Absolutely. Yeah. And like. Yeah, me and him just jive. Uh, I love that. On like the style. Component. Yeah, Nate's yeah. unique. Nate's as, as unique as it gets. Yeah. Great energy. I love that. Got so you so you energy. came to New York and you guys connected. And then what was the first look like for Nate? I think we made a red suit. I remember like, he's like, I really just want a red suit around Christmas time. And we made a red suit. And it was like, it, I, I don't know. If, like that was probably 2016. So there was definitely no TikTok or anything like that. It was just Instagram pictures. And I think it had some buzz and he's like, hey, you know, you knocked it out of the park with this one. We start working together. Uh, and then we became like sort of his exclusive suit provider. It's amazing. That's amazing. And what, uh, what sort of buzz has come from him now being on your website, being on your social and kind of pushing the brand forward? So like so we started off making suits for him. He's a partner now in the brand and he's sort of the creative director. A lot of the Oh, very cool. Yeah. A lot of the looks that like so we work in the sports sort of the sports space a lot and athletes and a lot of the looks that we came up with right before COVID, like the jogger suit where it's like, hey, you know what, guys in the league want to wear suits, but they want also want to wear their sneakers. So we started cuffing the bottom so you could wear sneakers and a white tee. The spacesuit was also his idea. So he he brought like a vision and an energy of stuff that I wouldn't know being on the road, you know, traveling all the time, going to games. So like when we did those looks and then COVID happened, it kind of just accelerated us more so than kind of brought us back because we were on that right before. I love it. That's yeah. like the uh, 
the whole purpose of the invention of the jogger. Yeah. Yeah. So you can notice the kicks. Yeah, and you put on a white tee, and it's it's perfect because it's like I still want to look good, but I really some guys just don't want to wear a dress shirt, and it's like I don't want to wear a tie, but I love wearing suits. So, I love it. And what uh, what has the last like two and a half years looked like since coming out of COVID for you guys? A couple deep breaths. Growth. Growth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been in this space for about six months now. Yeah. You're happy in the space, yeah. you're saying. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. what's the traffic like coming into the space? Like, what's the, what, what does an appointment look like for you guys? Well, I, I think that, you know, the, the brick and mortar piece is, is really important. You think it's also of, important, and sorry to cut you off, it's, you it's think okay. it's important having a brick and mortar in New York versus Toronto versus Vancouver? Feel, I feel yeah. I feel like it, it it's important, and more so here that it it kind of lends to the credibility of what we do, and um, yeah, I think it just takes what what we what we're currently doing to the next level, right? And especially when it comes to uh, like we still do a lot of trunk shows and whatnot, and in those trunk shows, one of the first questions you know you know customers ask is yeah where you guys located and being able to have you know inform them of our location and whatnot i think is uh it it helps lend credibility and you know validity to what we're we're doing and do you guys do more trunk shows where they're coming in here or you're going to them a little bit of both but you mostly what do you prefer mostly mostly going when you say going to them yeah a trunk show when i'm referring to a trunk show like trunk trade show yeah Yeah, so uh one of them one of the spaces that uh, you know that drive our business is, is uh, wedding shows, and so we, when we attend those shows, they are always asking, you know, where are we at. Then we bring, as we as Ravi mentioned earlier, we bring you know the wedding party together, we bring them in here for a fitting session and whatnot, get them fitted, and we take them into you know JB's folks, sit down, have you know cocktails with them, and get to learn them even more, right? And that's and then that relationship grows, right? And that's the most important part. Yeah. When you're actually able to, you know, touch them and yeah. like converse with them yeah. human to human and yeah. really vet what they're actually looking for. So you can make the perfect suit for them and then they become a client for the future. I mean, I know I had a, a, a bespoke tailor who I was working with who made a suit for me. And then I needed a jacket. So who am I going to go to? I'm going to go to my guy. If I'm going to refer to someone, I go to my guy. This is now a few years ago. Right. Um, I'm excited to now refer you guys out to people. Um, what is the next, I don't want to say year, what does the next three to six months look like for you guys? So I think just we've kind of got our groove in this space. Uh, over the last year, we've taken a huge leap where now we're working with NFL teams directly, which before we were working with specific players on each team. Now we've got a, like a, a real partnership with the Seahawks. We've got a real partnership with the NFL on the um, on the alumni side. Washington Commander, Commanders, uh, University of Texas. We just did the whole football team all season. I think you guys should be making the gold jackets. <laughs> I mean, that's the goal. Like yeah. Hall of Fame brought to you by Baines and Baker. <laughs> and then we got the Super Bowl coming up, which is big for us because. Yeah. 
I think it's every three or four years CBS gets it. So Nate will be on the Nickelodeon broadcast. He'll be on the, the main broadcast. So that'll be like a week of full. And it's cool because coming out of COVID, the one thing that kind of just got shot by the wayside was suits. Like it was like, hey, I don't have to dress up anymore. It was like the first thing to go. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw it firsthand. People went from suits every day to sweatpants every day. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of COVID, you know, they're not going back to suits at m- most not going back to suits every day. It's an interesting story. So met with a client probably just a couple of weeks ago. And that's one of the topics that came up. We, we talked about COVID and coming out of COVID and the relaxed nature of the individuals coming out of COVID. And the one thing that he said to me was, he said, I'm, I don't, I'm not okay with any of my team, you know, coming to work in pajamas and t-shirts. He said, if you're working with me, you're putting on a suit because as we talked about the cape, that's what it is, right? It exudes confidence, not to mention when you're sitting across from somebody that, you know, you're doing business with transactional or otherwise, you have to be able to present properly. And so he's like, yeah, it's not gonna happen for us. Everybody has to come back to work in suits. Yeah, it's definitely true. I, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling inspired. It's just, yeah. I'm thinking the amount of suits I own and how much I don't wear them enough. But then I'll tell myself, like, all right, it, it, any specific reason, like I would, oh, if, if I have a closing, I'll wear a suit. If I have a big showing, I'll wear a suit. Right. Versus always wearing a suit. Right. Because end of the day, you don't know who you're going to meet when you're grabbing that cup exactly. of coffee. You don't know who you who you're going to meet when you're doing really anything. Yeah. And not only that, it's the the confidence that you exude yeah. when wearing the suit. Yeah, and we're cognizant of sort of how styles evolve. Like it's become the sneaker culture has kind of become very mainstream. So like you wear the hoodie with the jogger suit. Exactly what you were talking and about. And it's like yeah. elevated fashion. You wear a bomber with, you know, a hoodie and jeans. You're like we're still very cognizant that hey, outside of New York, Chicago, major financial hubs, most people probably don't have to wear a suit to work anymore. Are we trying to revolutionize the world and get everybody? No, it's like, how do we adapt within those lanes and still bring like elevated fashion? Is the, Would it be great if everybody wore suits again? 100%. Is that likely outside of big events? I don't know. But if we can drive confidence with this like mental health, epi- like everything that's going on, I think one of the main things is always confidence. What do you think? What do you think is more important? Going to the gym or wearing a great suit both <laughs> i i would say but yeah they're both like if you look good you feel good there you go <laughs> you feel good you dress good yeah. you look good yeah you yeah. gotta go to the gym you you gotta train. so yeah. uh what are you guys reading right now <laughs> you, you are, honestly this very moment i actually um i'm right in the middle of um uh emotional intelligence 2.0 Emotional intelligence, intelligence 2.0, 2.0 yeah. by you got me. Um, what's it? Uh, I, 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 when I'm reading a book, I could barely remember. Remember the name, look it up. It's actually a, a really solid read. I think I feel like everybody should read it. It's not a paperback, maybe 150 pages. Amazing, very important information. Emotional. Yeah, for all of us. See, emotional see, intelligence 2.0. Emotional intelligence 2.0. I just finished reading a book called The Checklist Manifesto, and it just basically breaks down. It's like a business book, but 
how you just simplify processes and it gives you real life sort of where even if you know a heart surgeon is performing surgery this process is so simple and it's like if you can do that in your business that's how you scale where it's showing you that the you know the people that execute at the highest level have a system that they follow which is very vanilla it's not that complicated so i love reading that book and I, as soon as i read it i was like how do we start doing all that i love that yeah yeah i love that like i'm more of a business self-help but i just finished my finished two fiction books in a row right so like i'm kind of now in like the fiction game where like i want to like keep <laughs> that going um so i started a third fiction book but i'll like i'll listen to i'll do that on audible mm-hmm. and then i'll read something on paperback so what is one book that you would recommend to anybody wow um uh james clear atomic habits hell yeah there's two books that i think i've like read several times start with why simon sinek and then uh shoe dog by phil knight and like i just love reading those kinds of books because i get so excited to like implement these things but like shoe dog i think i've read three times over, over like at least once a year i'll try to read that and then start with why i got introduced to that through the ted talk and then i read the book and it's like i said it's just just simplifying things that we think are very complicated i've done shoe dog start i've read start with why yeah they're amazing yeah. atomic habits I'm, i know you read, I've read atomic, <laughs> I, it's, it's been a while yeah um all great stuff now before i let you guys go Give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it. One word or what? Give me one word of advice for anyone trying to make it. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, it's like you just can't quit. You just, yeah. you just, you keep it moving. It's inevitable. Like you create luck. Focus, stay focused, lock in. God bless. Fellas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Yeah.